What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. Hashtag triggered. How many times have we heard that? Heart racing, knees weak, arms are heavy. (laughs) No, but for real. When I feel triggered, depending on what it is, how strong the trigger is, my heart races, my stomach is in knots, I feel like I'm going to throw up, my breathing gets faster, my thoughts and judgment are clouded. It's just not a good time. So a lot of the times people just think of like fight or flight. They think those are like their their responses when that adrenaline kicks in. But there's actually like freeze and fawn. That's also part of that as well. So fight, flight, freeze, fawn. I feel like fight and flight are pretty self-explanatory. A lot of people are aware of those ones. But with freeze and fawn, those are so common and I feel like it's just not talked about enough. So I find I relate a little more to fawning, which also relates to people pleasing, which I 100% have a tendency to do, but not to the extent I used to. I've definitely recognized and worked on that throughout my life. But um, those are some common responses when, when the body and the mind thinks it's in danger. So when we're triggered, that's what the body's doing and the mind is doing. It thinks that we're in danger when in reality we're not. But when you go through trauma and you go through things, it fucks with your brain and it it can result in these kinds of responses when, you know, when you're faced with something that reminds you of something that had happened to you before. So something that really helps me when I'm feeling triggered is grounding myself And I do this with breathing exercises. And it's so funny because sometimes people are like, well, of course it's important to breathe. Duh. And they get kind of like sarcastic about it. And I'm like, no, no. There's a difference between breathing and intentional breathing. When you're breathing with intention, you're doing it for a purpose. Not just because it's a natural reaction in your body. And that's just what you do. So for me... Again, depending on how big the trigger is, but let's just say it's a really big one for me and I'm feeling all of those physical feelings. I have to take a step back because if I don't and I allow myself to give in to those sensations, I will go down a different path that I do not want to go down where I'll be overly emotional, I will overreact, I will say things I don't mean and it's just not a good time. And having your body come down from those feelings is also, it's hard, it's difficult, like this is a different type of way to look at it, but like let's say you do, you go on a roller coaster or you, you know, go skydiving, whatever. You do something that's a high adrenaline thing. Obviously, those are like fun things. Well, depending who you're talking to, some people will be like, uh-uh, don't find that fun. I find those things fun. But after you're done, your body is like coming down from that. 
not in a bad way, but you know what I mean? I feel like you know what I'm saying. So when you're having like a trigger moment, your body also has to come down from that because it thinks it's in danger, but it's not. So how about we take a nice deep breath right now? Let's do a little <laughs> a little short breathing exercise. So you're feeling triggered. What's your first step? Grab your phone and like send a message that you'll regret later? No, you're going to take a step back and let's do it. We're going to breathe in through the nose. We're going to hold it for a second and then release. And don't do it absentmindedly. Do it with intention. So let's do it. Breathe in. Hold and release. Mm, That felt so good. I feel like I needed to do that right now. (laughs) But in order to ground the mind, you have to ground the body. And people, I think, sometimes forget about that because it's so simple. It's not saying it's the be-all, end-all, do this and you're good. But it's the first step to be good, to get oxygen to your brain so it knows, wait, okay, we're safe. I am triggered right now. This is reminding me of something that has happened in the past, but it's not happening right now. So that's always step number one. You have to remember that those thoughts are not always facts. And when you name the feeling and you can trace it back to the root of the trigger, like if you're feeling something or if someone says something that rubs you the wrong way and you take a second, a little bit of self-awareness and self-reflection and you're like, okay, why am I feeling this right now? It takes the power away from the feeling and it brings the power back to you because let's face it, you're in charge. The trigger, the emotions, those are not in charge. You are. As hard as that is sometimes. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I definitely have had a journey with working through the triggers. Come on, honey. But what I have learned, when you can name it, you can understand it, it does take its power away. And you just know, you like, this is what's going on. This is not me this is a reaction right now so some triggers are stronger for me than others and through like my you know self-work and looking within I find the the deeper wounds are the ones that hit me harder and I think everyone can relate to that like you probably have certain things that will make you feel a certain type of way or feel more strongly compared to others, depending on your life experience, right? Because we all have different life experiences. We've all been through different things. And we're all uniquely made. That's the other thing, right? You can't compare your trauma to someone else's trauma. And I'll never forget this. My awesome good friend, Maxine, she said this to me. I'll never forget it. We were sitting in her kitchen And she's amazing. She will definitely be a future guest on this podcast. I cannot wait for you guys to tune into that episode. She's just such a beautiful soul. She's so strong. She's amazing. Anyways, she said to me, you can't compare your trauma, which is a really challenging thing to do because, you know, I was that person. I was like, well, it's not that bad or it could be, it could be worse. It wasn't as bad as this. La la la. That doesn't matter because when you start to compare things, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, when you're scrolling social media and you're comparing yourself to others and like what they look like or what they have. And we know that's not a beneficial thing to do. So why are we doing it with our trauma? You can't compare it because there's always going to be someone in your mind who had it worse. So you shouldn't be feeling like this. Let's take the shouldn't out of that sentence. Like you are entitled to your feelings. Your feelings are valid. How you react, that's within your control. 
I'm not saying that how people react or respond to their trauma is always healthy because it's not. I've been in that situation myself where how I've responded hasn't been healthy, but it happens. But it doesn't take away the validity of that feeling. So she said that to me. She's like, you can't compare your trauma. And that really stuck with me. And she said this to me years ago now. And it just made me feel like I was allowed to feel what I was feeling and it didn't take away anything. Like it made me feel like I was okay. That's it, straight up. It just made me feel like I was okay. So I'm forever grateful for that sentence. And I tell it to people moving forward because, I mean, we got to spread the good word, right? (laughs) But it's true. And I just don't want anyone listening to this to ever think like, oh, well, I didn't go through this, so it's not that bad, so I should just be fine. No, honey. It's okay to feel that way. Everybody gets rocked in their own way depending on their genetic makeup, their experiences with life, how they handle things because that's the beautiful thing about this world we're all very different and it's amazing and like none of us can predict how much something is going to impact us until it actually happens and like of course we all want to be strong and be okay and be like I'm okay like it's fine I'm like that anyway like I'm like it's good it's okay it's fine but that's just not the tea it's okay to get rocked you have to give yourself some grace and allow yourself the time to work through it and don't feel bad if it takes you a while like I am still working through things to this day you know it just depends on the depth of it how deeply it affected or impacted your life a lot of the times if it happened during childhood it could have a huge impact on your life because your brain is still developing when that happens and you know it just can have a huge impact doesn't matter though like I've had things happen in my adult life that have rocked the shit out of me so we won't put it on age but a lot of times things happen in our childhood that do have a huge 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 impact on us and you know what it's okay if it takes time to work through it it's okay and when you surround yourself with people who actually give a shit about you it can make a really big difference in your healing journey So with some of the triggers that are stronger for me, uh, when it comes to like betrayal, like those types of feelings, that's a really big one for me. And it takes, it can take over my body very, very quickly. And I know it's because I've experienced betrayal in my life, which I think a lot of us have. But for me, it started from a younger age. So I think that's why the wound is a little bit deeper for me. So with my story, when I was younger, like, me and my dad were always besties. Like, I love him to death. And like like anything, we're all human. We all make mistakes. But in our lives, uh, he did betray our family. And that really rocked me because I was like, he's a good guy. If he can do that, then all guys are going to be cheaters and not own their truth. And that's not reality either. But I was young when it happened. I was in a different space. So it translated into my life. And I remember when shit really hit the fan with that. I It happened a lot like, like when I was younger. But in my older life is when it really, really kind of came to a finale. It was uh, I think my third year of university. So I was in my early 20s. And um, I just remember closing up shop emotionally like I put up such a wall over my heart 
I didn't let guys in. Like, I had lots of fun. Don't get me wrong. I love to party, have fun. You know what I mean? Like, I was always having a good time, but I wasn't really letting people in, like, emotionally. I I didn't let them see my heart. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to get hurt like that. Nobody can touch me. That was kind of the mindset that I had for a very long time. And it wasn't that I didn't want to be loved. I wanted to be loved big time. Like, 100% wanted that, but just was so scared of being hurt because I had been hurt like that in relationships too like I've had boyfriends cheat on me and it's just it's difficult to get over because it makes you feel or made me feel not worthy or not lovable or like what's wrong with me like that they couldn't have the respect to break up with me, then go do that. You know what I mean? But we can't blame ourselves for other people's actions because everybody, you know, makes mistakes. And they're just working with the tools they have. And that's all it is at the end of the day. So I found that, you know, I had that wall up. I was like, no, this is this is not, not what's happening. I'm not letting people in. And that's not reality either. That's also not healthy. It's important to let people in. And even if you do get hurt, it's all part of the process. It's all part of your journey. And that's okay. So I found uh, after university, like I had gone to, uh, moved to Australia for a couple of years. It was supposed to only be one year. It turned into two because such a beautiful country. Had so much fun there. Loved it. But again, wasn't truly letting guys into my heart. Had fun, dated lots, you know, whatever, but wasn't really emotionally available, I guess. And then when I came home to New Brunswick, I was kind of all over the place. I was like, okay, I'm definitely not staying here. I'm definitely going to move. I'm going to move out west. That was what was up. And I had started dating a guy that summer. So I had actually booked the flight. I was going to Calgary. I was like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm doing. But again, I was kind of like running from my pain. Like I wasn't really letting myself sit and deal with anything. So the flight date was coming and there was just something in me that was like, no, you can't do this. This is not the right thing for you. So my mom was like, it's okay. Like you don't have to go. And my dad was like, it's okay. Like you don't have to go. They both were really supportive. And I was like, okay. I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here for a while. So kept dating this guy. And this is another, I guess I'll say trigger warning right now. I'm going to be talking about abuse. So if that's something that you cannot listen to, stop listening right now. So was dating this guy. And I definitely saw red flags, but wanted so badly to just be loved. And I don't know if anyone else can relate, but I know a lot of the females in my life we, you know, you want to, you want to help, you want to fix, you want to do all those things, you want to be the savior. And I understood his trauma as well. Like he had a really tough life. So I, I understood it. And that made me more empathetic towards him. Even when bad behavior came out as a result of his trauma, I would make excuses because I understood it. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, he's been through all this. This is why he drinks so much or this is why he punched holes in the wall or this is why this, this, this or that. But at the end of the day, like I said, we all have trauma. How you respond to your trauma is the balls in your court, even if it doesn't feel like that sometimes. There are things you can do to help yourself. So within that relationship, it was probably, not probably, no, was the most challenging and difficult time in my life because 
oh my God, I didn't think I was going to get emotional doing this, but here we go. The emotions are coming. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just a really toxic almost two years and it really rocked me. So as I had said before, going through some trauma in my adult life, this is what I'm referring to. And even though it was one of the, like I said, hardest times in my life, I'm also very grateful for it because one, it forced me to sit down and heal. It was like that big like tower moment where I was like, I have to heal because I'm either going to go this way or go the other way in response to what happened to me. And so I chose healing, which I'm very, very grateful for. And that experience also brought some of the most beautiful souls into my life. Some of my best, best girlfriends I still have to this day. I was, they were brought to me through that situation. So that's why I'll never, ever regret that because I know it made me stronger and it also brought me some of the most beautiful women that I've ever met. And what was awesome about that experience too was even though I was going through so much and I felt so bad about myself because it was like someone telling you bad things about you all the time. Even though I had never experienced that before, like I didn't grow up watching that. Like that was not something that I was used to. So I always was like that strong woman that was like, oh, that'll never happen to me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, it did. So you can't say that. Like bad things can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter. And um, yeah, it just really, really rocked me. And like I said, I'd never grown up watching that. So it was just a really challenging time. And I know it it dimmed my light, but these girls still saw me. Like they still saw my light, even though I felt like I was losing it. They still could see my sunshine. And it just like, I'm just so grateful for them because no matter what I was going through, that didn't affect their perception of me. They could still see me. And that when you're in a situation like that, it's like your your saviors. They're like your little earth angels. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> But it's true. They're like your little earth angels and they're there for you through thick and thin no matter what. And that's really, really, really important to have in your life. So if you do not have good souls around you or at least one one person who sees you no matter what, we need to get you someone, honey, because I know it's vital. Even if you're more introverted and you do like time to yourself, we are humans. We need connection and you need people who truly, truly, truly have your back. So with that relationship, it was like a lot of mental, emotional kind of abuse and just very chaotic, so much so much anxiety. I never knew what kind of phone call I was going to get or I didn't know what a situation was going to be and it was just, you know, just a lot of the not the right things. And it finally took him laying his hands on me for me to snap out of it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm the worst. I literally just thought of Cher, snap out of it. <laughs> that was the worst Cher impression. Do not come for me. <laughs> but that's where my brain goes. I, I have squirrel brain. That's another thing we'll talk about a lot. I think of a million things all at the same time. And if I think it, I say it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it took that for me to snap out of it. And it was still really challenging to fully release even after that. But I knew that was the moment. I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I got to get out of here. And I had tried, you know, I had tried several times because I knew even just the way he spoke to me and the names he called me. I was like, that's not okay. And it's not okay for you to make me feel this way or try to belittle me. But 
you know, like I said, we, we, uh, we stay places and we learn. So after that, like I said, I knew I had to get some therapy and stuff because I unknowingly was dealing with like PTSD and depression and anxiety from all of this. And I knew I wanted to better myself. I was not going to be the victim. I was not going to wear this as a badge of honor. I was going to heal from it. And that's why I'm sharing it today as well because I I feel like a lot of times men and women both are in situations like this and they feel ashamed to talk about it. I certainly did. I mean, even after that situation, he tried to say it didn't happen. And I was like, I have the pictures. I took a video while, like, I don't know what my survival instincts were like, I don't know, on a high alert that night. I'll never forget it. But I had turned my phone on video. You can't see, but you can hear it. And like, I was just in my head, like, how dare you try and deny this? Because it happened. It happened. Like it or not, it happened. And I'm trying to heal from this. And you're trying to say like that you didn't do this. It was just so like, it just, I don't even know the right words for that. But it's hard enough going through something like that and then having someone try and take away your truth. It's like, no, no, own it. I think eventually he did own it, but I mean, obviously not to my face. Like I, I was in no contact, but it's, it, that's what I'm saying. It can be challenging for people to open up about things like that because there is that fear of being scrutinized and judged or people being like, I can't see him doing that. And it's like, well, it happened and I'm the one that has the bruises to prove it and the mental stuff to deal with. So you know what I mean? It can be a, a very challenging thing to be open about. But that's why I'm doing it right now because I hold no ill will towards that person. I wish, you know, bless and release. I wish you well. I hope you get the help you need and you deal with your shit because I've certainly dealt with mine. And um, yeah, I just don't want anyone to feel like they're alone in this type of scenario because a lot of us have been through these types of things and you can come out on the other side even if it feels hopeless right now, if you feel alone, if you feel like nobody has your back, I have your back and I believe you because... I know what it's like to go through something like that. And for me, it really, really rocked me. It was definitely a very big turning point in my life. But for the better. After that, it was all for the better. The healing process itself 100% was challenging and I didn't necessarily understand it right away. I was like, whoa. It was like, I was in denial. I was like, you know, I didn't want to say the D word, I am suffering from depression. I never wanted to say that because me, my personality, like I said, I was like, you know, think good, be bubbly, that kind of thing because it's just my natural way. And then when all this anger and hurt and betrayal and all these feelings kept coming up and I would be reacting in not the right ways, like saying things that I don't mean and just having these intense bodily sensations of just like, huge adrenaline but not a fun type of adrenaline at all and it's because I was dealing with my pain but I was also being triggered without even realizing what that meant I was like what like what does that even mean you're triggered it's because you've experienced something traumatic and something is happening in your current life that is taking you back to that situation and it's taken a long time to heal but I some things like I I healed from quicker than others it's again I like I said I think it's how deep the wound is right so it was interesting for me kind of looking at 
the healing journey because some stuff I was like, oh, like it, it, I, I would get triggered. The physical, like this, again, <laughs> the bruises heal a lot faster than the mental stuff does. And I remember like different scenarios where people would do certain physical motions and they weren't even towards me, but it reminded me of that night and it would trigger me and I would feel like out of my body, like disassociation, like couldn't think, nothing. And, but that didn't take that long to work through. It was more so the mental stuff, the uh, self-worth stuff, the not feeling good enough, like the, the betrayal thing for sure because, you know, you bring that baggage with you to new relationships sometimes. And even if you you trust that person, sometimes these things will happen where you're triggered and you're like, what's going on there really though? Like, why is she looking at you like that? Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? All those things. And it's something you have to be self-aware about. Like, you have to know yourself. You have to know what you've been through, what affects you, and how you can best move forward with it. And I'm not saying every day will be perfect. I'm not saying that, you know, you're, you, you, you probably will take two steps forward, five steps back, you know, ten steps forward, one step back. It's, healing's not linear. It's not like you start here and you're going all the way up and there's going to be no roadblocks. It's just going to be smooth sailing. That's not the tea. That's not how it works. It's going to look like a wave. It's going to be one of those and that's just the way it is. But if you're self-aware and you can check yourself, you are well on your way to being, I don't know if in control is the right word, but I'm going to say it that way, like in control of how you respond. That's the right word. Yeah, we'll say that. Because you want to make sure you're in control of your response because that's the one thing you do have control over, even if it doesn't feel like that. Because girl, guy, whatever you identify as, I totally get that. There have been moments where like those physical feelings will take over my body and I don't feel in control. And it took me a really long time to get in control of my response. But like I said early on, grounding myself has to always be my step number one. Because I, like I said, I'm very empathic. I feel things times a million. The feelings I feel in my body are so intense. So I have to know how to check myself. So if I need to stop, go in a different room, take a breath, just to be like, you know, give myself a pep talk or something to be like, no, 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 no. Or even, I am that girl, I talk to myself all the time. Be like, no honey, you're not winning today. I know what you're doing. You think you're trying to protect me. That's what the ego is always trying to do. It wants to protect you, even if it's not serving your highest good. Like, it thinks that you're in danger because that's what your brain path, like neurologically speaking, your brain experienced something so much or so intensely, it thinks that's what's happening. But it's not. It's just not. So you have to... Just remember that within yourself. All right, let's brainstorm for a sec. Wow, I feel like I just said so much. I'm like, you know, when you like, well, anyone who's gone to therapy or even if you have wine nights with your friends, whatever, when you release or when you talk about something that was highly emotional in your life and you release, like, I'm like, whew, I'm like, I need a deep breath right now. Let's do it again, guys. Deep breath. (sighs) Whoa, I needed that. That felt good. (laughs) so yeah we're gonna take a little break for a second there because I just laid a whole lot of piping hot tea on all y'all so we're gonna absorb that for a second (laughs) so 
triggered, hashtag triggered. We can make light of it. We can make jokes of it. But it is a real thing. And I just want all of you to know that it's okay. It is okay if you feel triggered. It just means you are dealing with something. And getting to the root of the cause is is a huge step in that. So once you know why you feel something, where that's coming from, like I said, it takes its power away and puts the ball back in your court so you can be the one to be like, all right, I'm in charge here. I'm going to decide how we move forward with this. So (laughs) after all of that, I'm going to leave you with this. By speaking my truth, I really, really hope that it has inspired you to speak yours. And if there's anything you take away from this, I just hope you know again you're not alone. It's okay to feel what you feel. And it's just all part of life and the, uh, the learning journey. I'm sorry if you can hear people out in the hallway. It's so loud. I'm so sorry. This is going to be happening with this podcast because... It's just the noise never ends in a big city, right? Whether it's people talking or there's, you know, noises outside. It's just the way it is. So I'm so, so sorry if that's distracting or if you can hear it. I have headphones on, but I can kind of hear it. So I uh, I apologize now because, yeah, they're definitely still speaking and I can hear it. Um, but yeah, apologies for that. But just want to let you know that may happen from time to time. I hope it doesn't take away from your experience. But that's just the way life goes. So... I uh, am gonna wish you all well. We're gonna we're gonna stop sipping tea for now. That was a lot to take in. Uh, I hope you have taken something away from this. And I just want to thank you all again for tuning in. I got a lot of really great feedback from episode one, and it just really means a lot because this is very near and dear to my heart. And I just want to, you know, create, speak my truth, but also help others in the process. And doing this podcast is actually very therapeutic for me too so uh we're in therapy together guys (laughs) so i will uh, call that tea time for today wishing you love and light as always and uh take this day night whatever time it is and just go out there and be your awesome amazing beautiful self Mm -hmm.